Okay, our sermon text for today comes from the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, the 8th chapter, verses 4 through 20. 1 Samuel, chapter 8, verses 4 through 20. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. <clears throat> and the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king who will reign over them will do. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will do. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants, your men servants and maid servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slave. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen and the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with a king to lead us and go out before us and fight our battles. This is the word of God for the people of God. Before this time, the people of Israel had never had a king. They had had judges, people who were given by God the grace to lead them and to judge them. They had both male judges and female judges, people who were gifted by God to make decisions for the people, but they didn't have a king. And now they come before Samuel and their excuse is Samuel's getting old. Since you're getting old, why don't you give us a king? I, in my mind, I'm dyslexic, so I'm a picture person. I picture these whining, sniveling little people coming to Samuel and saying, everybody else has a king, why can't we have a king? And that's exactly what they're saying. Everybody else has a king, 
Yeah, and how's that working out for them? But we want a king. We want what everyone else has. We want to be like everyone else. Well, if you read down through the history of the Israelite people, it didn't work out so good for them. Just about half of their kings were good. The other half of their kings were horrible. Even their good kings weren't great. But before this time, before they asked for a king, their king was God. God decided what they as a people should do. God led them through his prophets and the people he put in charge of them. But now they decided that they wanted to be just like everyone else, and God says, fine. You want to be like everyone else, I'm going to let you be like everyone else. I'm going to give you everything you think you want. Now, those of us who have had children know that doesn't work too well. Kids don't understand what they need. Now, for me growing up, cookies, pizza, candy would have just about covered it. No schoolwork, none at all. And, well, I already got to stay outside all day and come in at night, but that would have been my choice. But that's not what I needed. I needed the other things. I needed a few vegetables. Very few. I actually eat more vegetables now than I've ever eaten in my whole life. But we don't always know what's best for us. We look around and see what we think everyone else has and say, oh, I'd like to have that. And that's one of the big problems I see with social media today. Everybody on social media tells you how wonderful their life is. How everything is just so amazing and so wonderful and going so well. And I look at these people and I say, I know you. I've counseled you. I know things aren't going as well as you're trying to pretend but that's what we want everybody to see. We want to be like we think everyone else is. And now one of the biggest struggles we're facing is that the church has decided that they too want to be just like everyone else. The rest of the world has decided how they think they should live and now our church has said, well, we think we ought to do that too. It's about time we started looking at our Bible and seeing that when we go against the will and the word of God, it doesn't work. That's not what we're called to do. We're not the ones who have the wisdom, who understand what's going on. One of the most important things I got out of the military, besides my haircut, was the idea of big picture. In the military, they always tell you, 
Look at the big picture, or at least try to look at the big picture. This is your part, this little tiny bit. But you're a part of everything that's going on. Instead of just focusing on what's going on in our life, see what's going on in the whole scheme of things. Well, we really don't have the capability to do that as far as how our world is working and what God is doing. But God not only sees the big picture, he controls it. And if we're not following him, then we're not going to be going in the right direction. If we're following the world, and the world doesn't have a great track record. The world hasn't always made good decisions. In fact, very often it's made bad decisions. Wars and struggles and ethnic cleansing and all of the other struggles that have come because people have made decisions that they think are good decisions. We need to be following God's guidance as a church, as people who call ourselves Christians. We don't need a king. We don't need somebody to tell us what we need to do. And if you read down through that passage, you can check off every one of those. Taxes, 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 service, taxes. They'll take this, they'll take that. Yes, that's what they do. That's what overlords do. We don't need more overlords in the church. We already have a Lord who gives us the scriptures to tell us how we should live our lives, to tell us what's right and what's wrong. Why then are we looking for something that's different? I hear people say, well, there's only so many verses that speak to this. How many do you need? If God says it's wrong once, it's wrong always. And then there are people in the church who are claiming, well, Jesus wasn't perfect. Whoa, stop right there. Don't say any more. Don't want to hear it. If Jesus wasn't perfect, why are you here today? We have no reason to be here if Jesus wasn't perfect and he didn't die for our sins and he wasn't raised again, then what are we doing here? I would have been more than happy to sleep in this morning if that's all we have. I mean, I, I like you people. I like getting together. But let's do it later. That's not why we're here. We're here because Jesus was perfect, still is perfect, and always will be perfect. And we are to strive to be perfect as he was perfect, to work in our lives to be like him. That's what we're called to be. The church is not our God. The denomination is not our God. God is our God. And we need to be following what he says. In the next couple of years, there's going to be a whole lot of things going on in our church as the church starts to break up. We must focus on God, on following his teachings, 
on being his people, placed here in this place for a specific purpose. I truly believe that every single church was put in that place because God had need of it. If God doesn't have need of us, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be doing the work that we're doing in this community and throughout our world. We don't need somebody to tell us how to serve God. We don't need somebody else to decide for us what God says. He gave us his Bible. He gave us his words to tell us how we should live. We don't need a king. I don't want a king. I already have a king. And my king is God. Amen.